been to <coughs> doctors and had had a very uh, overwhelming uh, <coughs> kind that uh, is all through your body, and uh, he's been chemo therapy free for several months now. So praise the Lord. What a wonderful uh, testimony. And I know we probably all know people. Jason and Sarah Huffman requested prayer for a nephew in California that has the virus and has got a wife and a five-month-old child. And as I mentioned, Brother Hernandez, others that need prayer and uh, it's a crisis and our world is facing uh, a crisis right now and that's what I started on this morning was that sense of how to handle uh, that this crisis and <clears throat> was looking at um, how to how to handle it and it goes back with um, the sense of not knowing uh, because we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know <clears throat> what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what tomorrow may hold. And so that very sense of uh, <clears throat> what will happen, what will happen with supplies, what will happen. And, and we read all of these reports and well, uh, California has over 20 million protective suits that are expired. I didn't know they could expire. I didn't know they had a shelf life. And uh, yet here we are in the midst of it. And so if you're not careful, you will get overwhelmed. If you're not careful, you will, in one sense, uh, feel like, I don't know, what, what's the use? What's the use of trying? And you give up. And yet, uh, Brother Matthew White was uh, mentioning to me uh, that someone he saw online uh, put in the words to that old song. We used to sing it. I remember it. I, some of you are probably too young, but uh, it went something like the marketplace is empty and no one's uh, buying in the stores and and housewives are, are you know, houses are silent. They're, uh, nothing's moving. No business, no commerce. And then it hits the chorus, the king is coming. The king is coming. I just heard the trumpet sounding and now his face I see. Well, when we sang that, when I was a kid, I, I didn't know, I couldn't imagine around the world that there would be empty streets and no, and all of, we, we are in a crisis. How do you handle that? You have to check your attitude every day and you have to say, Lord, uh, I want to make sure my thought process and my uh, what's going on in my mind and, and uh, that I am somehow changing that atmosphere and I am doing what I can to uh, do that. And we talked about that this morning and then we talked about how to have an attitude of gratitude and how to, how to say, Lord, somehow you are able and uh, we, you know, and then uh, we talked about fear, and and I'm not praying that God removes all fear, uh, because there is a fear that should be building in this time, and yet I don't know if it's building or not. I don't know if frustration is what's building. I don't know if people are just getting mad at the fact that I I'm being told to stay in, and I'm mad at my officials, and I'm mad at what's going on. I'm just mad. I'm frustrated. 
frustrated. But you know what? It ought to, it ought to shake us to our, our toenails, so to speak, and say, you know what? There, we cannot in this hour lose sight of the fear of the Lord, which is so powerful, and the fear of the Lord, because Jesus himself said, I, I'll tell you who to fear, not that that can kill the body. Coronavirus is not what you fear, but you fear the, the thing that can kill your body and then send you to hell. That's eternal. And if there was ever a time that the world is in one mind and one accord, it's right now, and they're saying, give us an answer to the virus. I want to tell you what the answer is. It's the same that it's always been. J-E-S-U-S, that's the answer. Somehow, you've got to just recognize that my answer, my hope, does not land in anything else. But Jesus' blood and his righteousness, and I know the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The end of it is falling in love with him. And that sense of that question of who am I serving? And, and I read this morning where Jesus uh, had said to them, whoever commits sin is the servant of sin. And, and they, their response, I, I, I said, we've never been bound to anyone. And they were Roman prisoners at the time. And the Lord said, what do you mean you've never? You're in captivity now. And people don't realize and maybe this will shake people to realize I've been captive to my sports entertainment and I've been captive to, you know, I wanted to see the March Madness and now March is almost gone and, and I, I can't believe I've already missed, you know, the NBA and I'm missing that. I sure hope and pray that the, that the you know, college football's working by this fall and oh God help us that we would not lose the NFL because I want to see Tom Brady in a bucket uniform and oh God you know and yet oh Lord if there was ever a moment that all of that should stop and you know I'm, I need to make sure that Disney is open because that's where I want to go all that I'm not against any of that but you know what our first love and my first desire ought to be I want to get into the presence of almighty God that's what's most important that song that we sang, the king is coming and said the courtrooms are silent. And I guess for the first time, many of the courtrooms are, you know, it's not essential. The doctors are saying, you know, it's not essential. Call me up. I'll, I'll prescribe something over the phone. If you don't, you know, if you got an emergency, go to the hospital. I, what are you saying? Here we are. And it should recognize that, you know what, make, if this was ever a moment that we should make our calling and election sure, it ought to be right now. And you say, well, how do I do that? And I mentioned to it, I alluded to it this morning, but you got to do it by faith, your first step. He that cometh to God must believe that he is. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. You have to believe that he is the rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So you have to have faith. And I know right now it's hard to have faith in anything. You read the news, you listen to the news, and, and, and who do I believe? You know, people talk about fake news and wrong news and then you'll read where this reporter said this and that reporter said that and this one says, well, you know, 100,000 are going to die and this one says it's going to be bad and this one says, who do you believe at this point? 
Well, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of the Lord. And we've talked about that last week or so about faith. And then you've got to repent. That means turning around. And you've got to ask the Lord to forgive you and say, Lord, I need you. I need you to wash my life. And I don't know who's listening online. And maybe, maybe you've already done that. And then the Bible says that, you know, we've got another step after repentance. Jesus himself said, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. So it's more than just believe alone. People say, well, I believe the Lord. Well, there's baptism. That's another part of that. He that believeth and is baptized. And I told you this morning, we will baptize you. He that believeth not shall be damned. And in these, these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils and they shall speak with new tongues. What are you saying? The message has not changed for 2,000 years. Jesus said if you believe and get baptized he himself submitted to baptism. <clears throat> Jesus went down into the waters of baptism. That's how important he thought baptism was. And so if you have not been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ I'm here to tell you, call us up email us, make an appointment say I want to get baptized in Jesus name. Why? Because it's important. Jesus told Nicodemus he said you must be born again. You must be born of the water and of the spirit in order to enter the kingdom. When you look in the Bible, whether it's Acts the second chapter, Acts the eighth chapter, Acts the eleventh chapter, Acts the ninth, the, the nineteenth chapter, whatever chapter you want to look in, you will find Simon Peter preaching about repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Philip, who went, was preaching baptism in Jesus' name and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Si uh, Paul preached about the importance of being baptized and receiving the Holy Ghost. In fact, Acts the ninth chapter is an amazing chapter where disciples of John the Baptist came and they said you know they were believing and accepting the Lord and they and, and some the preacher asked them Paul said have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe and they go we don't even know what you're talking about Holy Ghost and there may be people that are listening to me tonight and you've never heard about the infilling of the Holy Ghost and what John uh, what Paul asked him said well how were you baptized under John's baptism and he said well let me just tell you if if you'll be baptized in Jesus name I'm telling you that you can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and they were baptized and the moment they came up they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues and I'm telling you they didn't have a church building to go to at that time so you can get the Holy Ghost right there at home if you'll just raise your hands and begin to worship God and let the Holy Ghost flow and as you begin to praise and magnify him the Lord can fill you with the Spirit. Hallelujah. I know. Read Galatians. And I I know some of you, most of you know this, but Galatians, the third chapter, 26 and 27 verses, says, You are all the children of God by faith in Jesus Christ. Christ Jesus. You're all children of God by faith. And I'm thankful for all of those that believed. But you know what the next verse says? As many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. So he didn't just say all you have to do is believe. He said you need to be baptized into Christ and put on Christ. 
Who's Christ? Jesus Christ. That's who. That's why we bury in Jesus' name. Then you keep reading and that letter doesn't stop. It doesn't have chapters, but you turn over to the fourth chapter and, and Paul is preaching to the Galatians and he said, when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son made of woman, made under the law to redeem them that were under the law that they might receive the adoptions of sons. And because you are sons, God hath sent forth his spirit into your heart whereby you cry Abba or Father Father I'm here to tell you that if you will believe and we can baptize you in Jesus name wherever you are you can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you and to your children and all of those that are afar off I still believe that. I believe that gospel just as much as Simon Peter that preached it on the day of Pentecost when he said repent and be baptized and he went through it and he said let me just tell you it's unto you and to your children and whoever will. That's how powerful this gospel is. You say well why is that important in handling a crisis? Because you need to be full of the spirit of God to make it through this. And if you're if you're panicking and worrying and afraid and you're, you don't know what to do, why don't you just say, Lord, all right, I didn't need the Holy Ghost before, but I got to have it now. I need to put on Christ because I want to make sure my calling and election is sure because I want the fear of the Lord to permeate my very thinking and mind and heart. What do you mean? Because I want to know that I know I'm okay with the Lord. What do you say? Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in my life. Well, this is the time to repent. It's the time to say, Lord, forgive me. Wash me. And that's why we read, we talked about worship. As another way, sing, rejoice. And I mentioned Wednesday night how David would, would say, yeah, would take a harp and he would begin to play and the evil spirit would depart from Saul. We read with my wife several uh, weeks ago, praise ye the Lord, sing unto the Lord in the congregation of his saints, let Israel rejoice in him that made him, let the children of Zion rejoice and be joyful, let them praise in the dance. And we read through those, you can find a psalm, read it out loud, worship. Why would David act like that? He wasn't in the middle of a crisis. Oh, when you read his life so many times, he was facing a crisis. A crisis with his kids. A crisis in his home. A crisis in his family. And what would David do? In fact, there's a story about David whose family was captured one time. And the Bible says he didn't, the people got ready to kill David. They, they took up stones and said, you know what? We're tired. You, you got us in trouble. This is your fault. And they went after David. And here I'm facing death. And the Bible says that David grabbed the ephod and he started encouraging himself. How do you do that? By worshiping. The ephod, I'm going to just raise my hands. I'm going to put on a song. I'm going to sing. I'm going to dance around my living room. I'm going to praise God. What are you doing? Why are you acting like this? Because God is great. I don't know. This could be the moment the Lord comes back. This could be the end time. Oh, you say, but I'm not afraid of the uh, what tomorrow may hold. But tomorrow we don't know about except that I know who holds tomorrow in the palm of his hand and that's going to be all right. 
In the midst of all of this, that's when it's important to get into unity with the church body, become a giver, and many of you have given, and I thank you. I, we've had so many people online, but what an hour that we're living in and that we're facing when we're recognizing. You know, we don't know what tomorrow holds, but we know who holds tomorrow. And whenever you read, and I mentioned Wednesday night, where Malachi said that when you rob me, you are actually in that place. I can't rebuke the devourer for your sakes. Oh, God, I, I would hate to know in this hour that I had done anything to be on the wrong side of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I would hate to feel like I had done anything offensive. You say, well, it doesn't really matter. God will forgive. I know he does, but I would hate to know. I, want, I don't, if this we don't believe is the wrath of God, I'd hate to be around the world when the wrath starts getting poured out. If this is not the wrath of God, and I'm not sure that it is the wrath of God, I think this is still a time of mercy because people are still able to repent and get the Holy Ghost and feel the presence of Almighty God. And what we felt tonight as we begin to worship, this mercy, this feels good. I, I know, I, you're not here and we miss you, but it feels good to be in church. For though I, It feels great to feel this. I, I'm sorry, this is not the judgment of God. This is the mercy of God right now. Oh, and if all of this is going on in the mercy of God, Wow, he's right. I don't know what will happen. One thing I do know is the Lord's coming soon. I don't know how long, but what I know is he's going to come. And the Bible says, I want to be ready to see him. I want to go up and meet him. Oh, would you stand right where you are at home? And I want us to pray that God will instill within each one of our hearts, within the hearts of our neighbors, within the hearts of our family. Some of you have been praying for your family for years. And for the first moment, you're seeing, now they've got time to take a Bible study. Practice Zoom. We're going to Zoom in the, lo in the lobby in a moment. I'll, I'll get online. We tried it this morning. It worked pretty good. We'll try it again tonight. We're going to try it after every service. Just take a few moments and visit. And we'll Zoom. That's a, for those of you who don't know what it is, contact our church. And we'll, we'll get somebody that knows more than me to tell you because I don't either. It's just an app. But what I do know is that all of a sudden the world is in one mind and one accord. How? Can we stop this crisis? Well, I want to tell you, the world was in a crisis before COVID-19. A crisis of people that were ignoring the presence of God and ignoring what God was trying to talk to them and do to them in their hearts and lives. And now, for the first moment, the hammers have ceased. <laughs> There's no, nobody in the marketplace not have to go to school. Oh, it's so easy to be bored in this time and just try to self-medicate on Netflix or whatever. 
But I want to tell you, it won't satisfy what's in here. Only Jesus will satisfy. That's why you got to have the Holy Ghost flowing. That's why you got to be able to say, Lord, you're the Redeemer. So I want you to know right now, lay your hand on your head. Lay your hand on your heart. Say, Lord, I want you to baptize me with your spirit. I want to feel your presence like I've never felt it before. In the name that's above every name. In Jesus' name.